0: in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations, but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it, life is hard, and let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days but we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma.
1: Hey, Mary. How are you doing (laughs) today? How are you doing today?
0: (laughs) I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I love how Today, we're going to be discussing about, yeah, kind of how social media and people and different things affect us. And this morning, I was a little late jumping on here because I was looking on social media (laughs) and uh, my daughter was like, hey, don't you have to like go on? And so I was like, yeah, I do. I was distracted (laughs) by looking at stuff that I don't have. Anyways, so yes. Yeah, mom, I know when we even were discussing this topic before of just trying to decide what exactly direction to go in, we kind of decided, let's kind of discuss what is the power that s- some of these things have in our lives, whether it be social media, the yes. internet, basically just the power and the influence that the people and things can have in our lives. And we know that is such a huge topic. So we're literally just scraping the surface of kind of beginning that
1: dialogue of the power of influence. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I love how you were willing to admit that, you know, you were a little bit taken up with a little bit of social media this morning. So the fact is, is we just repeat all the time. Every one of these things we're talking about are all a part of all of our lives. We don't come across as, oh, we have this down or this is let us tell you how to fix it or let us tell you. How to be more this or more that we're with you we're learning we're growing we just want to reiterate that as often as we can so that you know that we're not sitting in any way outside of you we're all together in this journey our god journey so i i will jump in and just start out by saying i think the internet as a whole is is you know definitely a bit troubling in terms of its power and its influence so i'm sure so many listeners feel the same way we see the impact it's having on our children, and I'm seeing it on my, my grandchildren, and we know even in our own lives. So I think the more it goes on and on and on, I think we're having enough time now that it's been around that we're kind of starting to take a step back and say, wow, this isn't just like the parents that are saying this is a problem. Many people that I know that are the parents themselves are struggling in various ways. I think this is kind of like the elephant in the room that we are now just sort of coming out of the craze and the impact and able to start having conversations, not in some sort of wild reactionary way, but there's enough time and studies that have passed that it's time that we start having these conversations. I don't think this is new today for us. Everybody's starting to talk about these issues. I just want to start out by saying this is a worldwide prolific change that has occurred in our culture as a result of social media and the internet. Would you concur with that? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And I know a documentary I watched, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. It's called The Social Dilemma. Have you ever watched that? Did you ever see that? There's no.
1: Yeah, but I've heard about yeah, it. so and many shows. I,
0: I mean, yeah, it feels like there's so many. I know. There's I just know, I can't I know. keep up but with it. But you're right, because what you're saying is it's not just a Christian thing. Sometimes my kids are like, oh, you're so anti this yes. or that. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure anybody that's kind of coming up for air and realizing what's happened in this last decade to two decades is like, what is happening on every level? Everybody is feeling it. You don't have to be a Christian or not. They're feeling the Absolutely. what did we sign up for? What is this? And so, yeah, everybody's feeling it. But what I loved about the social dilemma, just one little aspect of it, is this idea of echo chambers, that we're developing these echo chambers. Now we do this, Mm. we just do this normally, right? In life, we are tribal. I mean, we hear that word, we're tribal. But basically, I think what it really means is God has wired us to want to be in community because we want to be a part of families who we are but again our sin nature i feel like comes in and it makes us that me against you vibe because we're like this is my family this is my tribe you're not in this so i'm against you so that's kind of our go to i feel like in a negative way and so again these echo chambers is basically like this is the people i'm surrounding myself with and this is the ideologies I'm surrounding myself with. And it just be- kind of becomes this bubble, which again, that's happened forever. We've always done that. So, the idea though, with the internet and social media, is that the idea of the analytics and the ability that they're able to on YouTube and all the things continue to push different ads or different videos or different things after you've watched that is basically like, oh, once you're starting to watch certain things or listen to certain things or watch certain news things, or we even see it on Netflix of like, oh, you like this? You'll probably like this and this and this too, right? It's basically keeping you in this echo chamber of thought, of ideas, and it just keeps taking you deeper and deeper. So in this documentary, it was it was saying kids and people, adults, everybody that would maybe even just dabble in certain thoughts, maybe extreme thoughts or this or that of any kind, maybe they would never normally kind of look up those things or think about those things. And now all of a sudden they're just in front of them constantly. And then, right. The algorithm is pushing more content like that and more abilities to connect with whatever those thoughts are. And so now you're just immersed in whatever it is, Facebook groups about it. You're immersed in YouTube videos about it. You're immersed in, you know, different websites and different Reddit chains about it. Just all sorts of things that now keeps you in this echo chamber of thought and influence is really what we're talking about. You're being heavily, heavily influenced. And then you walk away and we've all done it. I've done it. We're all so influenced by all of it. And we'll have a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are we even having original thought here as we're talking? I mean, we're basically just Mm. spewing off all of this and stuff that we're literally just been stewing in like a sponge. And we come up out of the water and we're just dripping with this immersion of information that we've been influenced by.
1: I don't know why, but when you say it so well, it makes me just yeah. want to cry. <laughs> like right now, I just, I, I feel yeah. a lot of emotion. And I was looking at some of this in a more objective way or I <laughs> irony right. to say objective at this point, but was trying to sort of research that right. piece of it. And I think what didn't really dawn on me, I'm a little more naive and probably don't keep myself from a lot of things, but I think what's really troubling is what's driving all this. I I just think of the idea of marketing on television back in the day, even the radio, then the television, now the computer. What's driving everything is marketing. And what's driving everything is all, it all comes down to money. I felt a bit overcome as I was looking at some of these things to realize that all of this pushing us towards things is just to keep us in it so that we'll keep watching. And when we keep watching and when we keep listening, the advertisers are are making millions and billions of dollars, just like the very simple ads about, I I think of just such old-fashioned marketing. And if you've ever watched any of that from the 50s and 60s when TV was new, it looks so corny and ridiculous. And yet it was appealing then to the people who were watching those shows. If you were a woman at home and watching soap operas, you were literally watching things, all the advertisements for the women who were at home using laundry soap, using different products who were being basically saturated. A more harder term might say brainwashing, but it was all into money. And I just think, oh, that's so disturbing. And so when we think as things get more provocative, I think back again to Rush Limbaugh you could have loved him or hated him i wasn't a big fan but the more provocative phil donahue these are old foundational pieces in media that started on television but all of these pieces the more provocative they came and by provocative i mean Mm -hmm. provoking like pushing back trying to push the limits and say let's do this more or we should think about this. And those seeds just kept getting planted and planted and planted until I need more. Right. I want more. I deserve more. And it's my right. And this, all these places we go. And so what would become provocative on a television set just is it looks like an embryo in the womb compared to the full throttle of what we see today by like you said it'll just lead you over and over and over and give you more and more and more of what you want and there's no boundaries on it it's on 24 7 and 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 there are no boundaries you have access to anything and so one of the things i was reading about is how it's affecting our brains in terms of compulsion because this is what addiction looks like we really can't stop ourselves and so this compulsive thing starts happening if we give in to the compulsion, we have this automatic drop of dopamine and we feel some happiness and joy. And so in all of this, I feel like I'm more of a scientist yeah. or realist. Like I, I just want to know what's true and I want to understand what's happening in the process. I would say this whole idea of the echo chamber, and it, it's that is unto something. Again, not a conspiracy, but it's unto greed yeah. and self-interest yeah. for money. Now, are there other... People who have different agendas, absolutely for every person who's out there, they have an agenda, just like we have an agenda by using this medium and using, having our podcast. Everybody has a purpose and agenda. It's just surely at this point, as you said, Mary, now we're in the second decade. This is 20 years. I think the first cell phone was in 2005. I read. And in 2005, there was 5% of people that were using it as a computer and when it originally came out within that first couple of years. By 2011, the 5% was 50%, and by 2021, it's 72%. So the guesses is is we're up in the 80s to 90% now in 2023. This is by Mm -hmm. Pew Research, a huge, huge research foundation. The idea is that now it's just, Mary, you and I said the other day, if you leave your cell phone at home, which rarely happens for any of us. It's like you almost feel right. a little anxious. Like how do I how do I talk to anybody? What what if I get in an accident? Or, or I, I, you just almost feel like you can't be without it. We just start with some of these baseline things to say. Isn't it time to have conversations? Isn't it time to say, wow? How has it come to be that we're so accepting of this and not not moving from conversations to something where we might really make some decisions outside of it all to say what is one thing I could do that would cause me to be less influenced in a way that I'm not even really intentionally wanting to give my own thoughts and my heart up to. Can we at least start having a dialogue and can we look at the ways that maybe we're being impacted, the ones that are being impacted in a negative way? Right. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's across the board. Absolutely. You can't say, I mean, unless you legit live under a rock, that you aren't being impacted in some sort of negative way by social media or just the internet. I know some people don't even have social media, but we all have something. It's something, but it's drawing us in. It's just like a black hole, a rabbit hole of constant information, constant, constant, constant. It's like our brain is never just stopping and able to just process. But how are we being influenced by these things? I think we don't have to convince anybody that we're all greatly being influenced by the things around us. And the internet and social media, of course, is so, so around us constantly. I gave this picture to my daughter when I was trying to describe to her that kind of what I felt like was going on was like she was walking through New York City and just the constant, constant noise and bombardment of things happening around her. And it was so loud. And the Lord was just like talking like this, like, hey, Bella, will you come over here? And she's mm-hmm. like, what? I can't hear you. Like you're in New York City, mm-hmm. Times Square. So Everything's so loud, so loud. Yeah. And there's the Lord just right across. And he's like, can you just come over here? I have something to tell you. What? I can't hear you. And I was just like, you can't hear. You can't mm-hmm. hear anything when you're in that. The noise is around. The constant stream of loud things just screaming at me for my attention and trying to get my influence and trying to get my mind is right there constantly, right? I was kind of trying to explain to her the power and the influence that these things have. And I was more saying all of it, the power that music has over you. Before we would just listen to two CDs and now we have Spotify, which is like, a limited song. That's awesome. I love Spotify. But again, just let's just think of just the magnitude of this before we would go into Blockbuster Mm. and pick a movie, maybe two if we are feeling crazy. You know, (laughs) now we have I don't know, am I feeling like Netflix today or like HBO or this? Like, (sighs) I don't know. And each one, each platform has unlimited movies. So just I mean, that's its whole own thing. But again, I think you said earlier, we want more, we want more, we want more. And it's like, okay, you want more here? Have more, have more. How's that going for you? How how are you feeling? You want more here? Take Mm, more, take mm, more. And it's mm. just like, right. Just eating more. Oh, okay. You want more cake here? Have more, have more, have more. Just this idea of us just becoming gluttonous over all, all of it, all Mm. of the information, all of the Mm. intake, all of it. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, my gosh, yes, it makes sense. And yes, it is all of our reality. We think about the younger generation and we just we don't even know. It's it's so overwhelming when we think that they're being born into this noise. I think oftentimes we are so concerned about our kids and our grandkids that many of us adults are almost blocking out the impact it's having on us as well. So I I love what you're saying. And I'm just going to rapid fire name some things because I just want us to really understand the impact it's having not only on children, teens, but adults as well. And here are some things. These are multiple studies out there, multiple studies. So let me just quickly say some things. Okay. Here, here's some negative things that are happening in our personhood, our very souls, in a very profound and universal way on the whole planet in terms of of humanity. Here's some of them. This whole inadequacy about that your life or what you look like is inadequate. Our self-esteem and how we see ourselves is dropping like crazy. The whole idea of fear of missing out, it's a kind of addiction and there's some compulsivities to all of that that cause us to keep staying in such compulsion And even again, many are taking risks they wouldn't take and even risk things like meeting up with strangers that they don't even know. All of this is just all part and parcel to all of it. Isolation, we think, oh, but we're saturated with people. Eye to eye contact is the only way, according to all brains and scientists and researchers, that we get the things that we need that are positive when we're face to face with human beings versus uh the, what what we call a social right. media right. it's it's not developing any kind of fullness of, of social connections the depression and anxiety is yeah. off the charts as a result of these other things that are happening so our mental illness is being completely deconstructed hey i got off facebook i've said this before but during covid the things people i knew who walked with god were saying were like I, I was being tempted yes. to be offended oh, yeah. with them. Like I was getting angry. I was getting angry and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this right. kind of anger was inside of me. Mm-hmm. I thought I was better than that. I thought I was more righteous than that. And so so in that way, it was positive. But the negative was I was being hated right. daily there for a while. So again, that is not helpful right. for our mental health in terms of the stress. Self-absorption. Is happening with all of us I see grown adults taking yeah, millions yeah. of selfies all the time let alone so we can't just say it's kids and teens but sort of that idea that I'm the most important thing in the center of the universe do you see right. me do you hear me do you know me that longing that no matter this false ways that we're meeting these very DNA parts of how God has made us are not being satisfied in a way that is an imitation okay and on top of that have you ever read one of those posts this is for all of us where you see someone is like they're just like telling you like very vulnerable and personal things and you read it and it's kind of cringeworthy because first of all it's so sad but they're saying things oh you know you don't really tell people unless right. they're a very very close friend and they and they tell them and there's very few yeah. to no responses yeah. Like, I I just, I can't even bear to think when right. you do open up, even though it might be inappropriate right. and there's no shares, there's no likes, there's no, I'm so right. sorry. yeah. And what that continues to do yes. and think about teenagers who brains, who brains I know I, I feel like I'm on a yes. podium now preaching, but I, I'm just saying this yeah. is so dangerous. This is so dangerous for young brains that aren't developed till their early 20s they're making decisions like right. suicidal ideation or actual suicide. This is of course, one of the most difficult yep. problems of online things. And it's what, what we're doing is we're just covering up and we're blocking out instead of just looking at our pain. Yes, We're covering yep. up, we just keep covering up and we're going to sources that aren't listening because they're so belly button gazing, as you said in one, navel gazing that they're, they're so looking at themselves. They really don't have anything to give to you because they're empty. Their wells are empty. Okay. I think that five minute little running on is, I just want us to make sure we know the kind of influence that this is happening and having all around us, the people we love. And we have to be honest that it's having some amount of influence over us. If we can't even admit that, I think again, we're getting to that place of yep. not even yeah. connecting with reality. We want to wake up to that. And then with that, I want to pivot now. We want to pivot and just end with a few ideas. And I'm going to say one positive thing. And the positive, I'll start out with, Mary. The positive things I would say is this. For everything that there is out there that is negative and soul-sucking, we could just as easily be feeding and saturating and living in what is beautiful and true and lovely yeah and is life giving. There are other choices right all around us. So the first step is to recognize yes. that we need yes. help. Right? The first yep. step we of have a of problem. AA, yes. That I have a problem mm-hmm. and I need help and I am not able this is one of the major steps of AA. I, mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough Yep. To stop myself. And I need a higher power. In our case, it's it's God, the yes. father and his son, yes. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Yes. They have all the power to help us. So let's start. With yes, the absolutely.
0: Things. Yeah. And there is an ability to live in the midst of it all and still be able to not be consumed by it. We have talked about a lot of negative things. I feel like if I just like got to this part of the episode, it's like, okay, awesome. I'm being completely influenced and there is no hope. There's no turning back. And sometimes it feels that way. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it does feel that way. But I know that that is not what's true and that the Lord is like, no, I knew that life would look like this and I will always provide a way out. I will always provide a way for you to find joy and peace in the midst of the crazy, in the midst of the chaos. But I think as we just kind of transition and end with some some practical tools of like, okay, then how then shall we live? How then can we begin to walk this out? I think what you said, mom, is first acknowledging it, fully acknowledging it, sitting on it, not just like, Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I'm sure that is the case. I'm sure I am influenced. Okay, continue on. But really sit on that. Talk to people that you're close to. (laughs) Talk to your roommate. Talk to your boyfriend. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your kids. Talk to your parents. Does this affect me? Am I being super influenced? Is this affecting my relationships, my thoughts, just all of it? And my yes. answer is probably yes, but what is the level <laughs> of influence it's having? And then after you fully acknowledge and you fully own up to, wow, yeah, this is really having a big influence on me, processing through that, praying through that, then it's like, okay, now what? Now what steps can I begin to take to loosen that's, that a grip on my heart. And I think it's going to look different for for a lot of us. I you know, on this show, we're not about like giving super formula tools because we yes. know it's going to look different, but we we're just going to give you some ideas that maybe we have.
1: Yes, yes. And and I would say one's just the time. Yeah. You know, time limits. We are all hypersaturated in a lot of ways and life is spinning we have to start with some basic things like we do have the ability because we go to work. We wake it up, up at a certain time. We do certain things all the time in our lives that have time constraints and we don't eat the whole cake, Right, we a slice of the cake. We understand this in every no, so nuance good. of yeah. our life. I think what we've missed is that because of its availability and it being 24-7 and, and the amount of content. I think what we've somehow done, it yeah. all happened so quickly. It didn't evolve over two 300 years. It happened almost overnight. And what we have to do now is step back and think this is a piece of our life like any other thing. It's not going away. And how can we begin to monitor it and give it a space? But what you said uh, previously on an episode about our emotions, Mary, is that it has a seat at the table, but it certainly doesn't get to be the head of the table. And I I would say social media and the internet is is one of those things.
0: Yeah. I love how you said we can have the ability. um, I mean, some of us, most of us, depending on the day to not eat the entire cake. We can just eat a slice of cake. But it's like, as a culture, we've discovered cake or we've discovered sugar for the first time. Yes. And I was reading this documentary or Civil War and how it was their first kind of major using of heroin. I think it was something like that. It was some sort of documentary where they were giving it to all the soldiers. And then after the fact, they had no idea the effects that it would have. I mean, they're giving it to these people. They're having their legs sawn off. It seemed Mm. like the very kind, humane thing to do. And then this insane addiction that came after mm. the fact. So I do feel like it's, we're discovering something for the first yes. time and we're just like, what? I had no idea cake existed. And we're just stuffing our faces, stuffing our faces. Yes. And now all of the sudden, we're like kicking our feet out from the table and like, oh, I feel sick. Do you feel sick? Yes. I feel sick. And we're just like, what are we doing? We can't keep doing this. Like, but I think it's taking a step back to say, wait a second, no, we don't have to eat the whole cake. We don't do that yes. with so many other things. Why are we doing this? What are we doing? So it's like opening our eyes to what's going yes. on and being like, no, we do have the ability to put this down. We we don't have to keep entering into this.
1: Yes. Yes. And and so the fact is, is addictions have been around forever. And we as a community, we can look around and we just see that there are people for various reasons and many reasons why they can't seem to stop once they're in that addiction. And there's so many reasons uh, about addiction, which could be a whole nother show easily. Yeah. But in a similar way, I think on some level, and I think addiction is mostly defined by a couple of things. Is it, is it life-changing to you? Is it really affecting your life in a way that's not necessarily positive, but that has a lot of negative to it? And you agree with that, but you can't stop it, right? But I would say that I think we're coming to the place to agree together, Christian, non-Christian. China or United States, right? political backgrounds, religious backgrounds, everybody's saying this is a problem. This is a problem. And what are we going to do with it? I think, again, it becomes like every other kind of compulsion in that we have been overtaken by something and we need to step back and just think of the smaller things in your life and realize that you're able to have self-government over yourself in many areas of your life. And this does not have to be different if we approach it in a similar way we can invite God in we can admit we have a problem invite God in to help us and ask him to give us parameters yeah that that we're not you know that they're bumper pads in our lives that keep us from going off the rails yeah Keep us from going off those Switzerland cliffs that Mary and I have talked about time and time again that we'll never forget, right? We don't want to fall over a 2,000-foot cliff. And we want to be hemmed in by the God who created us, who knows how our brains work in terms of wiring that get completely messed up when all these things are happening in our brain at the same time. Then I think we simplify it. And it just becomes like so many other things. You yeah. begin to say, yep. no, nope, I can't actually I can't even handle that much time yep. mm-hmm. or that particular subject. I just have to cut that app off my phone entirely. Yes. Right? Yes. Right. And you can jump in with any ideas you're thinking. But there are so many practical things. But I think if we think it's like so many other things in your life. Yes. Just begin to give this area. It doesn't get to have the head seat at the table of your life. Right. You can't just depend on it and have it and be looking at it and not know how to look up and make eye contact with your family and have a conversation.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, like my husband says all the time, Mary, you can't have cookies in the house. I'll eat them. And we all get that. We all get that. We all laugh and like, yeah, no, you're totally right. But then we say, oh, well, that's too extreme to not have this or to take this off my phone or do this. And it's like, is it? Is it really? Exactly. Um, So I think looking at those things, and again, as we kind of end with some practical things, I think there are lots of different, it almost seems counterintuitive. I was going to say there's there's an app for that. There's lots (laughs) of different apps uh, digitally that can help with your uh, digital addiction. (laughs) <laughs> yes, right. But uh, yeah, there are. And uh, there are also a book that I really love. I'll put it in the show notes called Digital Minimalism. My husband and I was just listening to that on audiobook. There's probably a lot of them, but I know that one I really loved. It- It was just well done. And then also gave lots of different practical ideas of how to begin to implement that. So what I would recommend as we close is for you to, after you admit that you have a problem, come to the table and say, yeah, I am Mary and I have a problem. It's real. (laughs) And I want you to really process and think through. You can do this with somebody close to you, but think, what is this affecting in my life? and what specifically? Because I think the more vague we keep things in life, the more difficult of a time we're gonna have to actually have change and to do something on it. So let's not keep things vague. I think we're really going to being just as a whole society, like, yeah, man, internet, social media, we're all like going to hell in a handbasket. What's going on, man? We're all (laughs) just crazy. And we kind of keep it there, but that's not really producing any change. So really sitting and being like, what exactly, what exactly am I specifically having trouble with? What are you being sucked into? What is your go-to? It might not be social media. What is your go-to? What's tripping you up? What are the parts of the day that you find that you're being sucked in more? You really having to take a personal look at your life yes. and the things that are drawing you in. And then at that point, then you p- can begin to come up with a a plan and an implementation with the Lord and with people that are close to you that can begin to, to speak into your life.
1: Yes. Amen. And I love how you're reducing it to a simplicity that the fact is, is this is what we have to do all the time in our lives. We have to yes. take an inventory and see, I need to maybe cut this out. But sometimes it's the cutting out isn't enough and i need to maybe add more of this so we're always having to look at what do we have to maybe put aside or lessen in terms of boundaries and what are the beautiful and lovely things that we really do desire to go to that yoga class that book you want to read with your highlighter just slow things down what are life giving to me as opposed to what is literally really very much hurting my soul and my brain my brain patterns so back to original thought and that echo chamber. I mean, what is what are you what are you growing right. in? What is that hobby is would you be better to bring out your watercolors and paint or 10,000 other things sit at your piano if you love to just play. I mean, there's so many life-giving things all around us and even on the internet. I've said many times my news app and my Bible app are next to each other on my phone. I can one split second push either one of them we're making choices all the time this is what humanity has always had to do yes in that way this isn't new let's encourage each other this problem is not too big we have the tools and the resources and particularly the power of the god of the universe who wants to help us and let's be encouraged with that as we go forward this week
0: yes and be encouraged if you're like ah my self-control isn't super great, not with eating cake or social media. Right. And so I just encourage you. I know sometimes I've even putting on my phone of like, okay, I'm going to put a limit on this. And then on my phone, it's like, Hey, would you like to override your limit?
1: Or you've reached your (laughs) limit for the day. I'm like,
0: that's like the most ridiculous boundary line ever. That'd be like, all all you have to do
1: is say, no, I exactly.
0: It's like a little piece of yellow tape, like keeping you from this place you want to go. And you're like, so literally all I have to do, no one's even around me. I just have to walk over this yellow piece of tape, right? And so maybe don't do that. If if that's enough to make you have self-control, then you are a better person than I am. But I'd say probably some more limitations. Even if I've literally said to my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you my screen time password or whatever, or you have it so that when it turns off, whatever my thing is that I get sucked into, usually my stuff is like work stuff, that there's such a compulsion there Mm. to be like, oh, I just have to do one more thing before I go to bed. I just have to check this thing for work. And it's like, no, I don't. And the compulsion though, at times is so strong that I'm Just like, oh, so I literally have had to have my husband have the screen time thing. So I can't be like, yes, one more hour, please. <laughs> yes. Apple phone, right? And just ask the Lord yes. and say, what am I justifying yes. that is not life-giving for me? We just want to encourage you. We know this is a huge, huge thing. I'm sure you've heard it before. And we're just another bug in your ear to help you begin to acknowledge this and take this to the Lord and ask the Lord how you can begin to walk this out.
1: Yes. Yes. Amen, Mary. And again, thank you all for listening and joining us and know we're in there fighting the same battles you are. Be blessed.
0: Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at that's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcast, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.